Oh, Sovereign Eddie. Sovereign Tech Sweaties. It's time to get sweaty. <laughs> I tell you, it's the, this is another part of that exclusive Patreon content. Only Patreon subscribers get access to this content. I've got a Q&A special here for you. It's going to be a great time. Not going to be a terribly long one, but I'm going to get to your questions. And there are questions, actually, that I know are from Patreon subscribers. Uh, so this is, you know, this is where you get it. This is how Q&A is going to work from now on. Just sign up for Patreon. Or, you know, there's other methods. If you really want to, you know, donate regularly through Bitcoin, uh, you know, using Bitcoin or through some other means, you know, we can we can definitely obviously I'll work that out with people. Um, but the but Q&A now is largely unless it's a big deal. It's largely just for for Patreon sponsors. Uh, so thank you so much for everybody that has signed up in the past couple of weeks. And of course, thank you so much to everybody that signed up. Uh, you know, honestly, some of you have been Patreon subscribers for months, if not I don't know, however long I've had Patreon. It might even be a year over a year now. Uh, so I really appreciate that. I'm really honored. Uh, and I, I'm glad to finally be able to get this kind of content out to you. So, uh, again, that's that's how Q&A is going to be. We've got some other stuff lined up. Uh, if you notice, when you go to the Patreon page, it's patreon.com slash Sovereign Tech. Generally, if you're hearing this, unless you're like a Bitcoin subscriber, um, you're already there because that, that's how you get access to this content. Everything just shows right up on the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Sovereign Tech, uh, and you can find it. And, um, you know, the, right, if you look there, there's a, there's a goal set. And I'm going to set other goals too. But, but the, main, the first goal that I had set on there is that if we can get it up to, on Patreon or through whatever means, if it can get up to $500 a month, then not weekly, a month, we can get up to $500 a month, I will be able to afford to do a second episode of Sovereign Tech every single week. Uh, and, you know, it, and once I have that, you know, going, I mean, it's not just going to be like, I mean, sometimes it'll be just like another episode of Sovereign Tech. Other times it could be a full-on special or, you know, maybe a more single topic uh, or even interviews, uh, not necessarily with sponsors, but just, you know, interviews in general that I could do, uh, you know, for the second episode a week. Um, and I mean, and I'll, I'll set, you know, goals for what it would take to have Sovereign Tech three, four times a week. And, and maybe some of them would even be shorter shows. We'll see. But anyway, I uh, just want you to know that that's there. And everybody that's already donating through Patreon and people are donating outside of Patreon, uh, you're really a big part of making that a reality of, you know, of allowing for that. And I'm really, really honored. Uh, so in case you haven't noticed, I am on location. Uh, so if the sound is a little odd, I'm using the classic H1, which the very first uh, special that you or you know, Patreon exclusive content uh, that you heard last week was also on the H1. But this time it's just me. I'm just holding it. No, no lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy here uh, this time around. Um, I will be, I will still be releasing the other four parts. Um, of the of the hentai special there with Fence for Minerva, and we've got a lot more of that to get through too. Um, but all of that will come out. Th- that all come out as a bunch. Uh, you know, it's not something I'm going to delay because uh, I really I'd love to have multiple pieces of audio uh, coming out every week for Patreon only subscribers. Uh, and it's not always going to be long stuff. But anyway. Here's a Q&A episode for you. Uh, hope you don't mind the audio. Um, I do know that the questions that I will be answering, pretty much how I want this to work, is that Patreon subscribers, in fact, through Patreon, you can do this. You can email me, too. You can go to contact.zog.ninja, and you can get in touch with me that way. But actually, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can send me a message through Patreon itself. Patreon has its own little messaging system. You can ask me a question through that. 
and then I will answer them on the show. And it's a great way for me to know, you know, that it's coming from a Patreon subscriber in the first place because I kind of want to confirm that, that it is. That doesn't mean I won't do questions here and there on Sovereign Tech either. If it's a big enough one, I mean, every question is important in my opinion, and I'm honored that people want my opinions on things. Uh, but, every, you know, if it's a really big one, I'll, I'll do it on a, on a show. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I, I like being able to offer you, you know, value for value. You're giving me value. I get to give you value, you know, by answering your questions and all that. And then you, you know, you really, uh, by being a Sovereign Tech subscriber, you really, you know, afford me the time, <laughs> you know, to, to, to do this and to, and to dig deep. Um, so anyway, like I said, I, I don't want this to be, you know, too, too terribly long, just getting this content out there for you. And then we've got, uh, I still have, I have like five other episodes that I will be uh, releasing um, over time, but I wanted to get a Q and a out this week. Uh, it was really important to me and I'll, I'll get another one out next week too. Um, so anyway, on location here, let's get into, let, why don't we just break right into it? Let's get into some of these sections, I, uh, you know, but before actually, all right, before I get into that, not every Patreon special is going to be recorded on, on the H1. Uh, most of the time I will be in, uh, in the studio. In fact, we're trying to build part of the reason I'm doing Patreon is so that we can we can build a second studio, which will allow me to get out a lot more content, uh, you know, a lot more sovereign tech content, some other special stuff I have cooking, um, along with uh, also more audio, the ancients work. So we will be we are trying to have a second studio done up. Uh, we pretty much need a mixer, and that's actually if you go to wishlist.zog.ninja, the mixer we need is listed there. Uh, but that that's kind of the big deal that we need. We're, we're you know, and other microphones that help, but but that's that's kind of the big one. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you want to help with that, please feel free. But believe me, you're a Patreon subscriber or, you know, you're a donator in some other form or fashion. Uh, you're doing enough. <laughs> so <laughs> not not asking for more. I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, but anyway, let's get into these questions, uh, you know, and I'm going to start off. All right. Uh, here's a here's a good here's a good one. Let, let's start off with this. Here's a technical one. And then I want to get into a fun one, a real fun one. Um, here's hey Brian. I've heard you talk about how you torrent on your phone. Uh, yay for unlimited data. <laughs> I've never torrented on my phone before, and wondering with uh, with a good data plan, unlimited of course. Can you download all the usual things, comics slash movies slash games slash music etc. at a decent rate? Also, I have been torrenting forever and have never used a VPN. Am I pressing my luck? I know a VPN is a good thing to have. I've just had trouble setting one up and never tried again since. I haven't heard of anyone getting busted for illegal downloading in years. Is that even still a thing? Uh, I've just been considering trying out relying on an unlimited data plan versus being ripped off by Comcast. Uh, and then he goes on to say, congrats on four years of Sovereign Tech Man. There aren't many uh, opportunities to chant this when that actually matters. So four more years, four more days, I saw four more years and many more, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, boy, does everybody remember the, <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's the RNC this week, right? What a train wreck, uh, like any politics. And does anybody remember when Schwarzenegger, I think it was when George W. was going for re-election, right? And he, and Arnold Schwarzenegger came up and he said, four more years, four more years. <laughs> classic i mean a travesty at the same time but anyway um yeah so so to answer this question uh this is an important one and there's that, there's multiple aspects to this that that really need addressing um first off if you're going to torrent your phone i guess to to answer the the, the major thrust of it uh is yes through you know you don't have to be connected to wi-fi through 4g lte you can actually get a great download rate um, in fact, it used to be to some degree for me, as long, again, as long as you have unlimited data, um, 
it was far superior. My 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 LTE connection was far superior to my uh, you know to my normal ISP connection uh, at the house. Uh, so I would use it to do that. Of course, that you know the other issue you have to consider is that the average smartphone doesn't have a whole ton of space. So like if you want to download every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, you're kind of going to, you know, you're going to run into a, a little bit of an issue with that, right? Because, you know, what is it like? I don't know what size that would be, 80 gig, whatever. You know, you get my point. It's going to be a large amount. So so that's an issue, too. Of course, a lot of phones can handle a micro SD card um, that, uh, you know, that, that could hold 128 gig or something. And then maybe that's not even really an issue. Uh, so but it, it's a great way to do things. Um, I love setting up. I've done this before. I mean, I just I love setting up my. Uh, you know, my smartphone, load CyanogenMod on it and just plug it into the wall and turn on the, the you know, the Wi-Fi, um, you know, the Wi-Fi hotspot setting when you have it rooted. You don't want to pay extra for that from any any telecom. That's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and, and usually they can do a pretty good job of reaching, you know, kind of anywhere in the house, uh, and, you know, and just using it. I mean, to some degree, you know, depending on on who you're getting the plan through. Like that might be the cheapest way to get internet out there, <laughs> you know, especially like like internet with with good speed. Um, so yeah, that that's totally possible. The app I recommend if you're using if you're using Android, there's two ways you can go about this. If you have access to the Play Store, I recommend uh, T Torrent Pro. I think it's called now, but T Torrent, just T T O R R E N T. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll mention it uh, perhaps in the in the show notes for this episode. Um, but T-Torrent is the one you want for that. If you don't want to use the Play Store and you want to use like F-Droid, I recommend Qubit Torrent. Uh, they have a full client. That's actually, I recommend that client for any operating system that you have. Qubit Torrent is my personal favorite. It's just Q and then the word BitTorrent. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes too. Uh, so that that's one that you can get. I mean, the client, the mobile client's not not the greatest it's certainly not as full featured as ttorrent is but if you're doing like a full dark android setup say and you don't have the google play store on there and good on you it's a major security hole um then then that that's that's the one i would grab uh so you know as far as the viability with that goes yeah i mean that works great Uh, especially with ttorrent you could do all kinds of i mean you know there's there's a million settings that you can do to where you know make sure it goes right to the sd card it doesn't take up any phone storage things like this Uh, it really works very well for that um, as far as the VPN goes, so, well, all right, I, I, this is, this is twofold. Um, most VPNs I am finding to be very questionable as far as their utility. And it's questionable to really like w- to where paying for one, uh, I think is worth anyone's while, uh, private internet access is probably the best one out there right now. That's a PIA and you could check out. I mean, you, you can get private internet access, and I think they have a client uh, for that. They, the other one that's pretty good for for Android is, um, uh, oh, hell, uh, Disconnect. Yeah, it's just Disconnect, disconnect.me. Now, this one's not available in the Play Store uh, because it breaks some of Google's rules. So this is one you can get just about anywhere. Um, and I think you can pay for it with Bitcoin, too. But disconnect.me is another great VPN service for that. Uh, you know... <laughs> There's not really, I haven't really heard of the case because I don't think mobile providers even want to admit that people could do this with their phone. I haven't heard the case where anybody that was torrenting with their smartphone uh, got in any kind of trouble. And I think the reason that that, you know, the reason that that happened is, like I said, 
I don't like if there was a story where somebody got arrested for torrenting, you know, quote unquote, illegal. And I say that I put that in air quotes, illegal content from a website um, or, you know, from a torrent site. If, if, if they if they were doing that, like if they admitted that in the news, suddenly a whole shit ton of people would start doing it. So I th- I think they're being really quiet about that. And so they just kind of ignore it. So it's you know, there's an advantage in that. But that said. Um, Verizon recently, and this is like just in the past week, they have started to say they, they are going to go after accounts that are quote unquote abusing unlimited data, which if the plan is called fucking unlimited data, it's, it is im it is literally, and I'm using that word accurately. It is literally impossible to abuse unlimited. This is the same bullshit that happened with OneDrive gate, you know, with Microsoft where they said, well, yeah, we were offering unlimited data storage with OneDrive, but, uh, but some people were abusing it. No fucker. It's unlimited. You can't abuse unlimited, right? Uh, so that's going on. So even the ability to get an unlimited plan is becoming far, you know, far more difficult. And I think AT&T also, I mean, this has been going on for a while where you could be grandfathered into their classic unlimited plans. Um, I think even the, even they have said, yeah, we're not doing unlimited anymore, or you know, or th- not what they've said. They have been throttling people that use more data than they want you to. Uh, so that that's problematic in and of itself. Uh, Sprint has also made claims that they will go after people that are you know that are throttling things. It's just it's very bottom line is VPN aside, it's very difficult to find a really good unlimited plan you know to do this with. If you can. Awesome. And if you're not down, you know, if you're not like when I was with Sprint, I mean, I was doing like 30, 40 gig, you know, a month as far as using it. And I I was fairly certain there was points where I was getting throttled. Uh, I use straight talk now. I don't, you know, and I use unlocked phones. I I don't uh, I don't use Sprint anymore. Uh, But I mean, it was certainly great while it lasted. So if you can get in on some kind of unlimited plan where it works for you, uh, by all means, you know, it, it really works great. And I don't even really think you need a VPN. The other VPN option I will mention, I mentioned uh, Disconnect.me and I mentioned uh, Private Internet Access. Uh, I don't really recommend ProXPN anymore. A lot of people have been having issues with it, myself included. Uh, so I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, they've done a lot of things right in the past, so maybe you want to stick with them. Um, but but there have been speed issues as late, and that kind of defeats the purpose of having the much faster you know torrent speed, right, with your, with your smartphone. Um, the other one I would recommend would be... Uh, uh, rise up riseup.net now this is something this is important because okay say you get a rise up account and if you go there i'll leave that to you to figure out how you feel about getting a rise up account i have one i, I love it uh riseup.net offers a full suite of services they offer they offer a great email service they offer all kinds of things okay um even though it's free because it's designed for activists okay and, and you know anarchist activists and all this even though it's free, uh, you know, and you could say, well, you know, why, why would I pay for uh, a VPN when I can get a free one from RiseUp? Please, okay? The amount of things and the amount of good that RiseUp does for the world, <laughs> donate to them. And they will take Bitcoin. Donate to them. If you do get a RiseUp account, they're, you know, you got to jump through some hoops to be able to do that, Okay. Uh, but that, that's, you know, that's another VPN option. That's probably the best VPN out there. Like just bar none. Um, I'm not saying it's the fastest. They only have a couple servers. Okay. But 
you know, these are people who, who get it, <laughs> right? That like, they actually, they, they understand IP, they understand all, or, you know, the, the problem with IP and the problem with a whole bunch of the shit. Uh, so, uh, you know, so I, I, I recommend that there's some hoops to go through. And I know, even though it's free, please do not be that person that takes advantage of that, you know, donate to them. Um, I try to as much as I can. Uh, so anyway, just putting that out there. Um, so yeah, so VPNs are kind of kind of worrisome. I mean, I'm not I'm not you know don't I'm not giving you legal advice. Don't don't say well the Golden Stallion said I could do this. I'm I'm just saying that uh, you know VPNs are, are kind of questionable right now, and I don't know if you're if you're doing if you're torrenting from, especially you know via your mobile data. I really don't know that it's necessary. I I, I think I think telecoms are a little concerned about a. Uh, about bringing, you know, that, that, that sort of thing up. And, you know, a lot of people aren't really getting busted. Now, this is something I'll be talking about on Sovereign Tech uh, this week. It'll be episode 185. But uh, Kick-Ass Torrents was taken down, and it is still down. And from what I have, I, I've done a little quiet asking around. Don't, don't quote me on this anywhere because whatever, you know, just don't. Um, but is, as far as I understand, it's probably not going to come back. Um, like the, so, so that, that's problematic. Where do you even go on your phone to be able to get your hands on torrents? Of course, Pirate Bay is still a thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can use torrents.com. That's torrents with a Z at the end. Uh, that's kind of a meta, meta search engine for, for torrents. That's really good. It's been around forever. Um, but that's a problem in itself is that, you know, what, what are we going (laughs) to, what are you going to do with, um, uh, you know, how are you even going to get torrents on there? Right. Uh, not that that Kickass Torrents, their website didn't work that well on a mobile platform uh, anyway. So uh, you know, but but Kickass Torrents is down. So now, really, the hard part in this whole gig is is finding torrents. <laughs> you know, uh, it's really you know raises for me something that I'd really love to see on uh, on smartphones more, and that is Usenet clients. I know they exist. But something that really takes advantage of Usenet, I'm kind of hoping, I'll talk more about this in episode 185 of Sovereign Tech, uh, but I'm kind of hoping that, that Usenet goes in, you know, brings, comes back into prominence a bit more because they're just, there's, you know, I don't, they're not looking there. They don't want to draw, I don't think anybody wants to draw attention to it. Like, it, it's good PR for the MPAA, the RIAA, for the U.S. government and all this stuff to take down torrent sites, okay? It makes them look good for a lot of people. Uh, and it also, you know, quote-unquote, strikes fear into the hearts of people. Even though, like, the email are asked, you know, are people still getting arrested for, for downloading stuff? Mm, these these cases have, have dropped significantly. Running a torrent site, on the other hand, you know, is still a very hot thing. It's still something that, you know, that, that seems to be getting people into trouble. Um. But, uh, yeah, I, I really I do hope that some of these alternatives come come to fruition, like Usenet and some others, uh, maybe even RetroShare, things like this, be, uh, you know, or, of course, you know, MadeSafe could come around. That's fine, too. Uh, you know, that way, because, you know, the government really I don't think they want to highlight many more viable options for a lot of this stuff, because it just it just runs in like Kazaa became popular. You know, the idea of illegally downloading music became a thing largely because of the Metallica case, not because people were doing it before, but because of the Metallica case itself. That's when it became like this big, you know, this big deal and this big thing that a lot of people were were really doing. Um, so, 
anyway, uh, you know, I think a lot of these other options that are that either already exist. I mean, you can even, you know, do file sharing through IRC, which is a great thing. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to talk about that if people end up going to that, uh, because then, you know, then people are going to be educated. Oh, there's other ways I can do this. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't even know that that you can that actually Usenet is way better for, um, uh, you know, for file sharing than uh, and including for, you know, quote unquote, uh, illegal or copyrighted material uh, than, you know, than, than torrents uh, are. I mean, it's not, not as easy, obviously, but as far as, uh, you know, a, a lot of the options go, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a better solution. I love using it. Um, so anyway, that, that's the deal with, with the, with the whole torrent thing. I think I spent quite a bit of, quite a bit of time on that. Uh, but yeah, totally possible. And I think the, you know, the whole concept of not paying for ISPs anymore uh, is, you know, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, that's really being a cord cutter, right? <laughs> like you really cut the cord at that point. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I find that to be, you know, an, an interesting uh, concept in and of itself. Uh, though, again, it is becoming harder and harder and harder to get actual genuine unlimited plans that you could use the Internet, you know, in a relatively heavy fashion um, and, you know, and, and, it, and it not be a, not be an issue. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Um, let's get into let's get into a fun one and then then maybe we can get into one more. I'm actually I didn't realize that I'm already running pretty long just on answering that question. Um, but uh, but someone asked about <laughs> I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or Stephanie mentioned it on a sex and science hour, or if it came up on a sovereign tech, it might've been a sovereign tech. Uh, but I brought, I brought up the, uh, the save by the bell or, you know, some, one of us brought up the save by the bell conspiracy. And yes, we're talking about the show saved by the bell, you know, from the, the early, you know, late eighties, early nineties, whatever, Mark Paul Gosselaar and, you know, and all these guys. Um, and the, the person pretty much asked, Hey, I would love to hear about that, <laughs> uh, about that conspiracy. So, okay, so if you already know the show, say by the Bell, it has to do with a bunch of teenagers, you know, Mr. Belding is their principal, right? And they're having to get through, uh, you know, various, various trials and tribulations of being a teenager in high school, or I think it started off maybe like in middle school or something, whatever. Uh, that, 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 that's, that, that's the idea here. And cracked, uh, cracked.com, which I some, I take or leave that site at times. Sometimes they bring up interesting stuff. Uh, I always appreciate the fact that they, they are the, the anti-hot take. Uh, a hot take in journalism or in blogging is that you have to, you know, like, what's your take? It comes from that phrase. And a hot take is one that nobody else is, is mentioning. I mean, to some degree, honestly, <laughs> Sovereign Tech is the king of, pod, of, of hot takes in podcasting because th that's half the reason I do the show is I don't hear anybody else saying what I'm thinking or at least not many people, right? Um, and so crack.com is, is really good. I shouldn't say they're the anti-hot take, but they are really good at, at, at getting a real hot take. Like, like, like they, they love to just debunk whatever is going on around them. Uh, I don't like that they do it in top 10 lists or on top five lists or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it, they do put up some interesting stuff here and there. Uh, and so they had an article actually back in July 2012 that I'll, I'll quote from. Um, and their point is, is that the character of Zach, who's kind of the, you know, Mark Paul Gossler's uh, character, which some would say is the lead character. Now, there's a ton of conspiracies around this, okay, but I'm going to start touching on this one. Um, but their their belief is, is that 
I think it's either after the first season or or just from the get-go, the entire show is actually a dream. That Saved by the Bell is like like it might all be like this really you know uh, like this dream world of a teenager that has experienced some really serious trauma. Um, and there is some interesting evidence for this, and it's not the first time a television show has done that. Uh, there was the, uh, in fact, a lot of television shows actually use this concept as a hook for an episode. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, Joss Whedon's show there, uh, was notorious for this. In fact, I still kind of believe that the whole thing was a dream. But there's an episode where you know Sarah Michelle Gellar is Buffy, uh, you know, she she wakes up in a, an insane ins- asylum, effectively. And comes to find out that that you know, or like there's they're trying to convince her that everything was a dream, um, and the show ended kind of ambiguously. And actually, I think Joss Whedon has never given a definitive answer on whether or not the entire Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe is just a dream of this, you know, of, of Buffy herself, um, which I think is kind of cool. Sometimes shows could take it a little too far, right? Like uh, didn't Dallas wasn't there like the entire third season of Dallas or something? Like at the end of the season or the beginning of the fourth season or whatever, the guy wakes up, gets out of the shower or whatever, finds out it's all a dream. So sometimes that's been taken very literally and you don't even know until like the following season or something. Uh, But Saved by the Bell, you're never really told if this is the case, but an interesting case could be made that the entire show is just one giant dreamland. Uh, And and again, that's just one aspect of the conspiracy. But uh, I'm going to read here. This is from Crack.com from their article, July 2012. Um, quote, it's nothing more than the escapist fantasy of a disillusioned young man named Zach Morris. Oddities or failures, uh, Tori, Kelly dumping him, uh, are simply signs of his subconscious trying to break through. Any problems he has in real life disappear when he's in his dream world. And he sh- uh, the show even tells us once every episode what Zach's real life is actually like in the theme song. The lyrics tell the tale of a day in the life of a high school student stumbling through an unpleasant world of consequence. He starts in a panic. And this is stallion breaking. And what they're doing is they're, they're telling you the lyrics of the theme song to the show, how every show starts. You know, starts off with that bell and then it goes into these lyrics. And, and let's read them because it's interesting. Quote, by the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. Uh, And then later in the song, if the teacher pops a test, I know I'm in a mess and my dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low in my chair, she won't know that I'm there as a summer. uh, Yeah, riding low in in my chair, she won't know that I'm that I'm there. As a summary of the show, the theme song makes no sense. Zach has never had a bad day at Bayside in his life. And that's the thing, like the song is describing this terrible day and fortunately you know they get saved by the bell right um but it's saying you know that you never ever see anything like that so what the hell is the theme song talking about uh and i'll read on here quote he's never in a mess everything bounces off of him if he's unprepared for a test he doesn't ride low in his chair like some depressed teenager he gets the teacher to turn the test into a bake-off and then wins the bake-off by cheating It only starts to make sense when you look at the structure. The song begins with a bell taking the narrator out of his dream world. Uh, Quote, when I wake up in the morning, this is from the the, the lyrics of the song. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, the middle of the song, you know, that's the opening. Uh, The middle of the song takes us through a narrator's miserably realistic life in high school. But then at the end of the song, right before the show uh, about Bayside starts, he gets saved by the school bell, which frees him to go home to a world where... Reading on tomorrow, it'll be all right. It's all right because I'm saved by the bell. Thus, the song. Thus, the song ends with Zach being released from the harsh realities of life by escaping to the one place where everything is all right for him—a place that exists in the border between today and tomorrow, the nighttime. 
when you sleep. Each Saved by the Bell episode begins with a, with a theme song that tells us what is literally happening in the real world in the time between episodes. Zach is riding low in his chair, not liking how he looks in the mirror, and generally eating shit like any other high school student. Then the song's chorus, and the title of the show, releases him to the fantasy world that both he and the show's audience like so much better than real school, the infinite dream world of Bayside High. That dream world constitutes every episode of Saved by the Bell, and it only exists in the mind of, somewhat, of some awkward, pimply-faced version of Zach Morris who can't catch a break. Uh, and so, anyway, th- there's, there's an article. I'm actually reading some of this from an article by IlluminatiWatcher.com. <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but the points are interesting. Um, and, and I'll read a little bit more here. Uh, seems plausible, right? I think so. It explains the show better than the claim that we're watching some watching any sort of real experience in high school. Shouldn't be too surprising, since the show was an offshoot of the Illuminati-riddled Disney company, who originally called it Good Morning Miss Bliss, which was at JFK High School originally, begging to be tied to conspiracy theories. Um, so there's a whole bunch of other stuff here, too. And part of the, you know, I, I won't, I won't get into to a lot of that, but the theme song is isn't just the, you know kind of enough to explain it away. Uh, the theme song does get into you know it might just be like the theme song might just be a call to action for anybody watching the show. Like I'll I'll admit to that. Like, like it's interesting that that the potential that the whole show is you know is total BS. It's all made up in Zach Morris's head. Um, in fact, in the first season of Saved by the Bell. Zach Morris is kind of a loser. Like, it's a very different show when you watch. And, and I'll admit, I, I watch Saved by the Bell all the time <laughs> growing up. I, I mean, most people my age, you know, I was born in 81. Most people my age did. Uh, it was on like every day, you know, when you got home from school. Um, and so, you know, the, the first season, Zach Morris is kind of a loser, right? And, and so and actually there's a point like towards the end of the first season where he I believe that in the episode he gets beat up. Um, and so that's kind of the theory is that that is where suddenly um, this dream world kicks in. It's kind of at the end of the first season. That's the way some people, you know, want to want to take that in. Um, it's interesting. You know, again, the theme song itself, I think, you know, you have to add in more. The theme song isn't enough to kind of to take this theory all the way. I think the first season, you know, definitely sets it up better as it all being some dream world, because then one day, you know, whatever, Mark Paul Gosselier becomes handsome and, and it, it all, you know, and everything works out and the show is totally different and he's living the good life and never has a bad day. Now, that gets into, you know, a side conspiracy, and that is, is that um, Mark Paul Gosselier, you know, the guy that played Zach Morris, actually died before the second season of Saved by the Bell, and that's why suddenly the show changes completely. Very, very scant evidence for that sort of thing, other than the fact that, you know, suddenly he's this much better looking guy in a very short period of time. Uh, it seems that that that's about the evidence that they run with. I think other people they say may have died as well in some kind of car accident or something, um, you know, with with the show. But uh, boy, if I'm boring you, don't hesitate to let me know, Patreon subscribers, because <laughs> with this. Uh, but I, I think I think it's an interesting thing. So anyway, when you take the first season, you take the the opening theme song, you know, it gives some weight to the idea that this whole thing is some kind of dream, uh, and also. You know, like I said, because if it's just the theme song, really the theme song could just be a call to action. It could just be an attractor to all the people watching the show, because I would certainly admit, yeah, I mean, my, you know, middle school or high school career, certain aspects of it really sucked, (laughs) you know, and yeah, you couldn't wait for the bell to go off to go home. Uh, So, you know, you could really relate to the song and thus you watch 
the show, but then you really couldn't relate to anything going on in the show because you know most people's high school life wasn't you know wasn't that wonderful. Uh, I mean, school in and of itself is tantamount to prison, and you know who could possibly really have a good time doing that unless you like to act like one of the prison guards or you're a bully or something along those lines, right? Uh, so. Yeah, so I, I'm not saying I buy this whole conspiracy theory. Now, you can get outside of, you know, outside of that narrative of that this is all a dream. Uh, or, you know, you can get into perhaps what's the reality around um, sort of, you know, Disney's production of the whole thing. Of course, then, you know, they get into that it was originally JFK High School. Uh, a lot of these things, you know, are, are some kind of, which JFK may be pointing fingers at Marilyn Monroe, which may be pointing fingers at the fact that all of these actors in the show – um, were were subject to MK Ultra, uh, you know, programming. So, real quick on MK Ultra, if you don't know about, it's about creating, you know, like mind controlled agents, right? Uh, if you want to find out more about that, go to school. The School Sucks podcast. Listen to conspirath the conspirath uh, conspirathon series that I did with Brett and Stephanie on that, and we get into there's episodes where we get into MK Ultra pretty deep. Okay, I don't want to. It would take me two hours to describe MK Ultra. But bottom line, you know, MK Ultra. Just real quick, is as far as you know, it was it a CIA program? Yes, we know that it was something. As far as is it still going on? You know, this idea of trying to mind control people and create multiple personalities in people. We don't know that it's something that's still going on or to what effect it ever worked. But it was, you know, when you go by the church hearings and all stuff in the seventies, you know for certain that yes. Something like, you know, an MK Ultra thing did exist. Uh, if you want a, like a, a fictional example of what it looks like, there's the movie American Ultra, which is really creepy. Um, but you can, that's, a, that's a relatively new film uh, with that, uh, I think it had the woman from, uh, from Twilight in it. Uh, and was it Eisenberg, the guy that did a terrible job of playing Lex Luthor? Jesse Eisenberg, maybe? I think he's in it too. It's, it's a relatively new film, but you can get the idea of what MK Ultra is all about. Uh, so the theory would go is that that all of these, you know, a lot of Disney actors. This, this is a conspiracy theory that's out there. A lot of Disney actors, and this would include Britney Spears, a whole bunch of people, uh, were, you know, are actually some, you know, they're like they're trauma-based, mind-controlled slaves. Um, and that's where the show, you know, the idea that the show is a dream could could take a very creepy turn and some of some of the symbology there's a lot of you know a lot of pyramid stuff i mean you know you can sometimes you can see that stuff anywhere right uh but some of it lends itself to that perhaps some of the stories lend itself to that uh the fact that that despite the rampant uh rebellion that the teenagers generally engage or that at least the character of zach uh engage in on the show uh, the fact that whenever Mr. Belding, you know, effectively puts the hammer down, you know, uh, they all listen. And so the idea is that Mr. Belding is this like creepy, balding, older guy handler, um, you know, and a handler is somebody that that, can, that has the keys to control the, you know, the, the, the mind control slave, the MK Ultra slave. Right. So there, you know, there's there's that aspect of it. There's the fact that you know the the save by the bell, the ringing of the bell, like this Pavlov training, this trauma based training, and all this. And that's that you know within the paradigm of MK Ultra slaves, that's sort of how they become that is they go through various traumas, and uh, that comes from having you know like like creating a. Uh, creating kind of a false reality where everything's great and then taking it all away. And that would fall into the basis of actually Zach's life sucks, but he goes into dreamland and everything's great. And that's how you create a, you know, a trauma mind controlled slave. Uh, so 
So anyway, so a lot of that, you know, fits into this. And then, you know, when you look at some of the actors that were in the show, you know, as far as like, were they actually, you know, part of this trauma based, uh, you know, mind control and all this stuff. Uh, the, the actor that the actress that played Lisa, there have been some, I'll admit it. There have been some strange videos lately where they run into her and she just seems to be a mess. And I, I, I really sympathize. I mean, I, I feel terrible that anybody is ever in that kind of state. But, like, they just ask her very simple questions, and she is just off in la-la land. Uh, and, it, and it's creepy. It's like she's either drugged up or she, you know, it's like she barely even form a sentence. It's, it's all very strange. Uh, and then you have uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Right? Was it Hurley? Um, who uh, She played the, the, the redhead in, in Saved by the Bell. Uh, of course, she went out after she got done with Saved by the Bell, and there was the college years too, right? But what did she go off to do? She went and made Showgirls, you know, the movie Showgirls. Uh, so you, you know, that that's, you know, it raises questions. It's like, oh, wait a minute. So here she's, you know, she just gets, and this is true for a lot of these Disney actors. You know, they just get done doing this really popular, insanely, you know, the role models for children. They do these great children shows and all stuff, and then suddenly they turn into Miley Cyrus, the modern Miley Cyrus, right? where, you know, they're, they're sexualizing infantilism and, uh, you know, and, and all this different stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- there are genuine oddities out there that happen with this stuff. Uh, so that's sort of the Saved by the Bell conspiracy, is that it's really, it's, it's all about this, you know, just this, this really addled uh, teenager and, and that it's all, you know, it's really like all in his head and that it may be representative of somebody that goes through, you know, this tri- trauma-based control. Uh, you know, mind control and whatever that that's, that's the gist of the, you know, of the overall theory. Uh, so <laughs> I probably talked about that a lot longer than, uh, than, than needed. Of course, like I say, there's other theories within that too. There's the theories that, you know, Mark Paul Gosselier actually already died, uh, you know, when he was a kid and they had to bring in somebody else to replace him and all this stuff. I mean, there's just, there, there's tons of them, but uh, you know, effectively they're, they're saying, I mean, the, the, the basic gist is that saved by the bell is Illuminati high. That's <laughs> Illuminati High School. That that's sort of the idea. Um, anyway, let let's get on to let, let's get for another another question here. Uh, no, there's one about life extension. I actually want to do a whole show about that. Um, here's an interesting one. So the question is: I like the concept of Gotenna pairing two phones without internet or cell service for text communication. But is there a tech that allows two plus devices to group together and allows one plus device in the group connection to the internet so all the devices can piggyback on that connection and communicate with the wider internet? That would be really neat. All right, so for those that don't know, Gotenna, uh, and I'll talk about it here. I've actually become really skeptical lately of talking about a lot of new projects unless I, like, I really need to get to know the people within a project or who are offering a product. I've become really skeptical of talking about those on Sovereign Tech because a lot of times I think I get emails from totally anonymous people that are just trying to get some free promotion and some free marketing. So since it's a Patreon episode, I am willing to talk about it because I know it's not going to go get out any further really than, you know, than my patrons. Uh, so so I, don't, I don't mind that and it can't get used as, as some kind of marketing tool, uh, at least not really. Um, so Gotenna is this little device. It's very, very handy. I actually, I've been keeping an eye on this and I've talked about it on Sovereign Tech in the past already anyway, but, um, it is this idea of a little antenna that you can, um, I don't know, it's about maybe six inches in length and you can attach it to a backpack or something. It has a little belt loop, um, you know, clasp that, that lets you connect, uh, attach it to things. And with that, you can pair it with other Gotennas 
And using the Gotenna app on your phone, you can just send text communication. And I think it's only text at the moment, but you can just send text communication, you know, between devices. And I think you can do more than just two. They sell them in pairs, but I think you can you can sync it with with a bunch of them. Uh, and you know, sometimes depending on on you know the the conditions you're in, they can it can go for miles. Uh, it's 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 really quite a technology. I think it's very cool. I don't know how well it's taking off. Uh, I've been trying to get them as an actual sponsor of Sovereign Tech, uh, but that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. Uh, but I think it's a great idea. I agree with the emailer here. Um, you know just how cool it is. But as far as what they're asking for, like is there is there a way that you could have where just one device is connected to the to the big bad internet, as I used to call it, and I still call it. But then everybody else is is connected to that one device. Now, this is, this is very similar to what Open Garden allows for. Um, and in fact, they have a technology that I've mentioned on Sovereign Tech in the past called Greenstone, which is a little, little, it looks like, a, literally looks like a little green stone, a little pebble, or, well, bigger than a pebble. Um, and you put it in your pocket and it allows for Bluetooth connectivity to, you know, to just bounce around and everybody can kind of take advantage of it like it were, like it, it worked like a Wi-Fi hotspot of sorts. Um, but Open Garden, the app itself, can do what uh, what the emailer is kind of asking about here. You know, could you have something where one of them's connected and then you just have, say, like Gotenna's or perhaps a Greenstone, uh, and, and then everybody can connect through that. Yeah, Open Garden allows for that. I'm going to tell you, though, I'm, I'm going to warn you that uh, as far as Open Garden itself, which also runs the, the app FireChat, uh, I, I'm a little, cons I, I've heard some things that are a little concerning within that company. I'm not, I, you know, for various reasons, I won't go into details on that. Um, but I, I, at this moment, I do not recommend the use, uh, due, due to some, some recent things, I do not recommend the use of open garden, um, or of, uh, or a fire chat. And I will bring this up in a sovereign tech, uh, because this is important to get out there. Um, so, yeah, so this is totally possible. There's companies that have already tried it uh, or that are kind of already doing it. Um, as far as a really good company that's doing it, well, that still needs to happen. Um, I, I think Gotenna is the technology is on a great, great start. It's probably I think Gotenna, unfortunately, is probably patented. Um, so, you know, we can't just, uh, you know, crack open their stuff and, and, and copy it. I mean, we could if, if we just, you know, people just want to use it amongst themselves. But as far as something they could sell, obviously, you'd run into some legal issues there. Not that I give a shit about laws. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Th that's definitely one of the dreams, um, especially when you consider sort of with, like with how I mentioned earlier that kick-ass torrents uh, was shut down. Um, if you were doing a local area network, which is effectively what we want here, uh, you know, and but being able to do it, you know, within certain distances that are perhaps greater than not everybody sitting in a house, uh, you know, running a local area network and having all of that content to be able to share and all that stuff. I mean, you know, as long as it's not getting out there to everybody, I, I mean, this would be a great way, uh, you know, like we could have... I think it just it highlights the fact that we need this is an old concept for sovereign tech, but we really need multiple internets. And this is one of those ways, you know, to, to make that kind of practical and make that happen, especially for smaller groups, um, which I think is a great thing. Uh, you know, as somebody that um, I live in New Hampshire and a lot of people know there's a very obviously there's a very serious liberty movement in New Hampshire, uh, something I had been pushing for for some time. I don't really interact with the Free State Project uh, much anymore uh, but something i'd been pushing for some time was really new hampshire needs its own fucking internet uh and that's why like it baffles me that 
that free state project events are all coordinated on Facebook. All the stuff is done through Facebook. And it's just like, are you, you fucking nuts? You know, <laughs> I mean, like I get it, I guess if you're trying to get people to move to New Hampshire, but we already have the 20,000 signers. So you don't need to do that anymore. It's like, okay, that's done. Get the fuck off of Facebook now. And you know, let, let's get serious here. Let, let, you know, let's start building an infrastructure for these 20,000 people to get to. And part of that was building, you know, uh, uh you know, really like a, a New Hampshire specific internet. Uh, I think that's a, that's a fine and dandy thing. I think it's a great thing. And, you know, you could do this sort of trick where, where people have, you know, they have gotennas and maybe the base stations could be the various libraries throughout, uh, throughout New Hampshire. We know that libraries in New Hampshire in particular are very freedom friendly. There's the one, uh, the Kilton public library, uh, which is my library, actually, they, you know, they, they stood up against the, uh, the DHS. They stood up against the Department of Homeland Security and said, hey, um, you know, we're going to run tour. We're running tour nodes here. Screw you. We're, we're not going to shut them down. And they stood by that. And God damn it. Bravo. You know, and, and the Library Freedom Project run by Allison McCrina, wonderful woman. Um, you know, she she came there or I, I don't know if she exactly that she came there, but whatever the library freedom project was backing it. Uh, this is a wonderful thing. So the attitudes are there to allow for this sort of thing to, to happen to where you could have various base stations, you know, kind of like how radio radio base camps used to work where you have a base camp radio and then all of those can, you know, kind, kind of communicate with each other on their very, on their specific channel and everybody can go out, you know, have quite a few mile radius within which you could work. Uh, same principle. So yeah, I, I think that would be great. I think, you know, technology, like Gotenna or Open Garden, but more open versions of those really need to happen. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I think there are people developing it. Uh, when you think about like MadeSafe, MadeSafe is, it, you know, I think that is poised to to be able to work independently. There doesn't need to be one giant MadeSafe network. People, I mean, that's all open source. So people could set it up in various geographic areas, whatever. Uh, just wonderful things. So uh, yeah, I would I would love to love to really see that happen. Um, th there's a couple other questions here, but I think, boy, I've gone on 45 minutes. <laughs> so I, th I think that's enough. I will get to the rest of the questions within this. Uh, I'll save them for next week. I have tons more questions to get to and please keep them coming. Uh, like I said, you can send them directly through Patreon. If you want, you already have a Patreon account. Like I always tell you, you want to have as few accounts as possible. Okay. Uh, you know, as is feasible. I mean, yeah, you, you know, sadly, it seems like we have to have a ton of them anyway, just to get anything done including a Patreon account, right? Uh, again, unless you want to set it up through, uh, you know, there's other means that you can get in touch with me about that. Um, but yeah, just send me a message right through Patreon and I will get to that question. Uh, sometimes these Q&As will be significantly longer and I do plan on doing live Q&As here in the future, but that will only be for Patreon subscribers, for Sovereign Tech subscribers, uh, be it through Patreon or perhaps some other means. Uh, so anyway, enough of that. Uh, you got to, <laughs> this is coming out. I think this will be coming out on a Friday. Yeah, you'll have a sex and science hour coming to you. You've got, you, you will have a brand new uh, Sovereign Tech tomorrow, episode 185. Um, and uh, yeah, you're, you're getting tons of stallion these days, folks. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much to everybody that donates. Uh, please don't hesitate. Also, if you want to donate more, you can do one-time donations. Just go to donate.zog.ninja. Uh, or wishlist.zog.ninja, all these things really help. Anyway, I had one guy who said that, uh, you know, he, he's, 
he was tempted to 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 stop you know uh, funding the show just for various financial reasons, but he felt that the work was so important um, that he was going to keep doing it anyway. And I am so honored by that. I don't have the words to express how honored I am by that. Thank you so much, uh, all of you Patreon subscribers. Definitely keep the show alive and kicking and going. Uh, and it just it means the world to me. So anyway, enough of that. <laughs> Check out, make sure you go to sexandsciencehour.com, hear, hear the episode there, and please, of course, listen to Sovereign Tech tomorrow, episode 185. I got something special cooked up for it. Uh, it'll be a good time. So anyway, Carpe Lucem, everybody. I'll see you on the other side. just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com, that's S-O-V-R-Y-N-Tech.com, and connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the evolution.